Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the 4 for 4 podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Picard, and for the first time on this podcast, we'll be able to talk about a Philadelphia Eagles victory as the Eagles were able to take care of business in what was an ugly win against the New York Giants on Thursday night. Ty's going to be joining me shortly as we're going to break down this game against the Giants. We're going to give our observations, our takeaways, and what this team needs to do to move forward to ensure we're playing a playoff game in South Philly come January. Hello, everyone, and thank you again for joining me on the 4 for 4 podcast on this football Sunday. Today is Sunday, October 25th, 2020. And before we dive into the football talk, I just want to give a quick birthday shout out to my roommate and my good friend, Mohamed Mustafa, as he turns 25 today. Now, if you know Mo, you know Mo is a Saints fan. And since the Eagles are not playing today, I think we all should be Saints fans for the day and hope that the Saints can bring my buddy Mo a victory on his birthday. Now, the Eagles aren't playing today because they were able to take care of business on Thursday against the New York Giants. And they were able to reclaim the lead of the NFC East division with a 2-4-1 record. And we currently, as everything lies right now, sit a half game in front of the Dallas Cowboys, who will be taking on the Washington football team later this afternoon as they try to take back the NFC East. And just the fact that we are talking about two teams with two wins and a division fight as we are now seven weeks into this season, is absolutely astounding to me. Thursday's game against the Giants wasn't an ugly, wasn't a pretty one. It was ugly, but a win is a win, and we were able to come out on top. Carson Wentz showed his heart as he yet again kept the Philadelphia Eagles in this game when Doug Peterson seemed to do everything in his power to keep the Eagles out of this game. Ty's going to be joining me in a few seconds. We're going to talk about the game Thursday and what was an ugly win for this Philadelphia Eagles team. But hey, first place is first place. Ty, what is going on, my man? How are you doing? Great, Slick, great. I'm uh, hanging out with some other East Coasters out here in Minnesota. And uh, we're just kicking it, watching some college football. I'm uh, a temporary Gophers fan for the next eight and a half months. Um, but just, just hanging out, sipping a little bit slick. We got some smoked meat going, actually. A there little meat action. And, uh, yeah, just hanging out. What's going on with you, brother? Uh, not much. Uh, got some people downstairs currently as uh, we're celebrating Mo's birthday tonight at the house. So gonna have some people here i started sipping a couple uh before we joined on but ty this is our first podcast talking about an eagles win so this oh, is big for yeah. us man oh first victory yeah. podcast this is the first it was a fucking weird victory uh excuse my french but i this i think that's the first time i swore on the pod but i think, I think it is ty. <laughs> i think it's necessary for how uh how much of a heartache that uh, that uh, that win was? I mean, I was I couldn't go to sleep after that, and I was pretty tired at work the next day. But it was uh, it was a roller coaster to say the least. Um, but hey, when you when you come out on top, it's all right. Hey, you're right, Ty. And like you said, it wasn't pretty, but a win is a win. And you know, one thing about this Eagles team, 
I mean, you can say what you want about them. I don't think they're a good football team. I, you know, a lot of it's injury related. A lot of it's personnel related. I mean, I'm the biggest fan there is, but I know how to be realistic. This isn't a good football team. But nope. the one thing I think you have to give this team is they do have the heart and they do have fight. And usually when you see a team with a record um, as such as the Eagles at two, four and one, usually, number one, you're not in first place. And number two, you know, you start to look at the reasons why your team is two, four and one. And a lot of times you have to look at the coach. Now, I think Doug Peterson's play calling this year has been absolutely atrocious. But you have to give him credit where this man knows how to control his locker room. He knows how to control his players and his players ride for him, man. Um, the Eagles were down 11 points with six minutes and 17 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. I thought the game was done. I mean, I'm sure you did, Ty, but the birds showed their fight and they were able to come back and get the victory. Carson Wentz was amazing in the final two drives of that game. Oh, my gosh. He had a uh, – I, I think I saw somewhere he had a perfect passer rating those last two drives, which obviously that's what needed to happen. I think he knew that. And uh, – I, I freaking love Carson, man. He He's such a battler. He never quits, and uh, he always holds his head high. I mean, obviously, he's a, he's a, big, he's a big man of faith and a uh, big believer. And, uh, I mean, I can't, can't say too many nice things about him because we still need to, you know, turn this team around. I mean, I, I keep having to take slick. You know, it, it's all about the injuries, all about the injuries. But at some point in time, you have to just man up and, and you know, play with the, the guys that you have in the locker room. I think you're right. I think Doug's kind of handling it well. I mean, obviously, we're in the NFC East, so we have a complete shot at the playoffs, as we discussed multiple times and have multiple takes on what we should do. But, uh, I mean, I'm going to keep harping on it. I said this last time, and I'm going to say it again. Um, and this is for all my all my family out there. They know I, I, this is how I feel. If we get even remotely healthy, we are a dangerous team. I'm going to say that until the rest of the season. And I'd say by probably week 11 or 12, I will know whether or not I want to go one way or the other, either all in or all out. And uh, I, I think that's how it's going. But, I mean, I'm kind of getting off track here. But back to the game, obviously, we had a great drive to start. Carson gets in on that QB sneak. I don't know why Doug called that play again when he called it last week on that two-point conversion. And it was just a terrible play call. I mean, I yeah, Todd, the, the play calling was very, very questionable in this game. That's for sure. And as you were saying, the Eagles did come off, come start the game very hot. Um, Carson was great that first drive. As you said, he completed all four of his passing attempts for 45 yards. There was also um, a fourth and one, which he was able to pick up with his legs. And he was also, as you mentioned, got the first rushing touchdown to start the game. Yes, sir. And, but, you know, the, Carson, I thought, was going to have, you know, a, at that point, I thought he was poised to have a fantastic night. But, you know, towards the middle of the game, he did get a little cold. Um, after that first drive, he went six for 32, 238 yards and one interception. And, you know, these turnovers are coming back to bite Carson. I think the, the interception he threw, there was no need for that. I mean, nope. it, it was bad. It was bad. Absolutely no need. I completely agree with you, Slick. But, but continue. I know you have more to say. Oh, no. So, I'm just, you know, Carson Wentz, he's really giving me shades of Brett Favre with, you know, this is what we have with Carson. He's going to – this season, he's going to throw – he's going to commit turnovers. Oh, yeah. Because he's, he's trying to do too much, and that's – I mean – 
it is it's good. It's good and it's bad. But at least I'd rather have a quarterback out there that's pressing the ball down the field, trying to make something happen. He's a home run hitter. Sometimes he's going to strike out. But when he gets those bombs, man, they hit. And that's what Carson has shown us these past three games with his heart and how he's just led this team. Oh, yes. I, I think that's a, a very interesting comparison. Obviously, Brett Favre is a gunslinger. Um, and, and, and Carson, I, I like you said, going back to that rushing touchdown, I, I've been loving what he's been doing with his legs recently. Yes. And, and we harp on this, you know, a lot. But he's been extremely fearless considering the fact that you know, what his reputation is with injuries. But at the same time, I completely agree. I think you're right. He's going to have to take some shots. I mean, I, I still – he might be – I think he still has the most interceptions in the NFL. Maybe the uh, – He's part. tied right now. Yeah. Tied okay. with Kirk Cousins. Tied. So, yeah, he's taking his shots. I mean, that throw was very unwarranted. He could have just thrown it away. I want to touch on one throw that he made, and I know exactly – I know you already know what it was across the body, across the field. Throw, yep. That was – Terrible. Now I yeah. want to make a, I want to make a quick plug to my boy out here in Virginia, Mike. He uh, he wanted me to shout out Travis Fulgham. He is an Old Dominion grad, and that's where my boy Mike went. Um, so shout out Virginia, shout out Old Dominion. But um, that I mean, Travis probably should have caught that pass. But at the same time, Wentz, what are you doing? You don't you don't make that throw. Ty, so, I I wish there was a camera on me when he threw that ball because oh just I mean that's I I've played football most of my life I mean obviously up until um the end of high school but playing being a linebacker uh, I even know that's the one thing you never do as a quarterback and just to see it it's just it's just times like this is when you kind of just shake your head and you just like come on what are you thinking Carson but you know what like I said, he, at least he's trying to make the plays. He's pushing the ball downfield, and he willed us to victory again over the Giants, which brings the Eagles' record tie. Listen to this. In the last 25 games, the Eagles are currently 21-4 and four against the Giants. Just a complete domination <laughs> over New York over the, the past couple of years by the Eagles. Well, and I and I think that's, uh, that, that's a great stat to bring out so, because we do – I mean, in my entire lifetime, I'm sure you would agree. It's it's pretty much yeah been a complete domination. And those black jerseys, I I was like, dang, I guess the streak's over. But then here comes Carson Wentz, and I saw the you know that win probability meme of the Daniel Jones falling while their win probability was falling. I thought that was hilarious. Um, but we literally had what a two percent chance in the fourth quarter with like a couple minutes left. Yep, and obviously we won the game, but. It was just uh, – it, it was an incredible performance. Now, should we be happy about it? No, because why? It's the Giants. They are terrible. They're so bad. I mean, I'll give it to Daniel Jones. He, he, showed, he showed some wheels on that, on that run, obviously. I mean, he's too unathletic – or not athletic enough to get in the end zone. But yeah. what are you going to do? That, uh, that, that was a funny play, man. I, you know what? I'm guilty. I, I had my, my head in my hands – as I'm watching him oh, run yeah. into the end zone, as I hear people start laughing around me, <laughs> as I look up, I see him on the ground, which is a relief to me. Honestly, I thought I thought he was going in the end zone. And Ty, I'm not sure if you saw this, but the hustle on that play from Roby Coleman was yes. absolutely atrocious. Man. I did see that slick, and I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "What are you doing? You're just going to let him score? He's." 
I mean, I, I saw a stat. He got up to like 21 miles per hour. Yeah, he, it was, he was faster than Lamar on that run. Which, yeah, which is insane. And like, who knows, Jan Jones even had that in him. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I, I saw that. He literally slowed down and watched Daniel Jones go to the end zone. Well, eventually he fell, which was hilarious. Yeah. Um, well, actually, you could kind of see Daniel Jones in that little like 10 yard spurt. He was he was going to trip on himself. Um, but yeah, I mean, they still scored that drive, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, so it they is did. Water under the bridge, but but hey, Roby <laughs> Coleman, listen to this: was graded the worst defender by Pro Football Focus. He had Thank four God. missed tackles, allowed three receptions for 51 yards. He also had a penalty that wiped out a big third and goal stop by the Eagles, and yep, he yeah, he was the sole reason why Daniel Jones went on an 80 yard rush. Now, Ty, a little funny, um. Prior to the game, me and Ty are in a little group chat with our buddies from school uh, where we talk about our gambling habits. And I saw our buddy Andrew was saying he was going to take the Daniel Jones rushing over. And in my mind, I'm thinking, why the hell would you take that? And hey, Daniel Jones, that one that one made up for it. So, oh, yeah. I mean, hey, you know he, definitely got, he, he got one pass loss on that one. But that was a big stop by the 11-yard line tripping – uh Daniel Jones up, not letting him score. But as you did say, it did lead to a touchdown anyway. So, you know, it doesn't really matter if he didn't score. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. But, but I mean, hey, Ty, you know what we haven't even talked about yet? I, I mean, obviously the play of the game, the Boston Scott. Oh, yes. An amazing throw by Carson. An even better catch, I believe, by Boston Scott. Oh, I don't know. I don't, Ty, no, you, no, you're right. You're right. That was that was one of Carson's best throws probably that of the season. Unreal. That that was unreal. But he that catch it. by Boston Scott, Ty. Now, if you remember that Miles Sanders in the back of the end zone yeah. against the Ravens, that's terrible. Yeah, he couldn't come down with that. Boston Scott. I think that was a harder catch to make by Boston Scott, and even a, you know, you have what it was under a minute or about a minute left in the game when uh, the Eagles took the lead with the Boston Scott touchdown. And that that's just clutch, man. Boston Scott has been an absolute Giants killer. Um, he finished with 12 carries for 46 yards, three receptions for 46 yards. So he had the same amount of rushing and receiving yards. And he also had one touchdown, which was the game winner. So yeah. um, on Friday, I had to make a quick trip up around New York City and um, my Bluetooth is currently not working in my car. So I had to listen to some radio. So as I'm driving around New York City, I decided to throw on some uh, New York sports talk radio to get their opinion on the game. And man, I thought Philly Philly fans were bad. Whew, you should have heard these fans, man. <laughs> they, they're talking about Boston Scott like he was the next – coming of I don't know who man they Boston Scott has murdered this team the past two games the past two times this teams have met and the Giants fans cannot stand this man let me tell you that well I that's that's a great take slick I mean I'm glad you you got that information while it's just perfect timing for the pod but I mean yeah he's been playing great um obviously specifically against the Giants I want to shout out my roommate because I did tell him to start him Connor, you made a mistake. You should have started him. And obviously, he got to witness that touchdown. And uh, he, he captured a little video of me freaking out when he caught that. But I want to go back to that throw. I, I like, the, the throw by Carson Wentz there, it, I, it's literally leaving me speechless. Like, he recognized the defender was taller than Boston Scott. He put it in the only spot he could have caught that. 
and he saw the defender's back was turned. I, I just – that play was beautiful. Now, that was, you know, the highlight of the game. So, obviously, we won on that play. But, I mean, the first three quarters were super ugly other than that first drive. Yes. So, I mean, so much work to do, Slick. We're literally boasting about a Giants win, which is is – Bad on our part, but hey, we won, and it was it was a crazy comeback, so we can be a little excited about it. Oh, definitely. I mean, always enjoy a win. I mean, it's the NFL. Wins do not come easy. We could be the Jets, you know, but we're <laughs> we're the Eagles. We're two, four, and one, and number one, we are currently tied right now. <laughs> we're in first place. I mean, the Cowboys are facing off against the football team. Um, this weekend, so we'll have to see how that outcome is. Obviously, if the Cowboys win, they will jump back ahead of us with a half-game yep. lead. But if, I mean, they could very much lose this game to the football team, and the Eagles will be up a game and a half for the lead in the NFC East, which is I'm calling astounding. It. I'm calling it. The Cowboys are losing that game. I'm calling that. Wow. All right. I, Andy Dalton, man, <laughs> We're, you know, we'll see. I, I think Ron Rivera is a good, very good, obviously very good coach. He knows what he's doing in terms of rebuilding over there. Um, it, it's funny. My my one buddy in my training class, Nick, he's a he's a uh, Redskins fan, but he absolutely despises Eagles fans. So I'll shout him out. I mean, Redskins suck. So sorry, Nick, but you do have a good head coach. And uh, I mean, I, I think Kyle Allen, you know, he can he can pull some wins out for you. And the the Cowboys looked god awful on um what was that monday night or sunday night i don't remember what night but they or no uh, no that was uh monday night against the cardinals yeah the cardinals well they had a real turning point in that game because obviously zeke fumbled two two drives in a row after he started the game on camera saying he wasn't gonna fumble again (laughs) man comes out and fumbles twice you know what zeke take the freaking bullnose ring out already yeah like, come on, buddy. Uh, but either way, yeah. Obviously, we hate the Cowboys, and and uh, you know they're pretty depleted, and they don't really have anything to do with uh, with getting. I yeah. I don't. I don't think the Cowboys are any. Like, we have to worry about them at all. They're not on our horizon. And I do think we're gonna obviously win the NFC East. I mean, I'm gonna call that now. It's very early, but I'm gonna keep harping on it. It's like I say it all the time. If we get remotely healthy, we are a dangerous team. I'm going to instill that into our listeners' brains and uh, just know that if, if we make a run at this thing, I think we really can. Uh, I think we can do some damage in the playoffs, hopefully get a win, and then move on from there. I mean, I'm jumping far ahead in the season, but uh, on to next week. We obviously weren't supposed to win that game, and we ended up pulling it out at the end, so got to be happy about that. But at the end of the day, we still have so much work to do. Well, Ty, you are right. We have a lot to work a lot of work to do. And like you said, we hopefully will in the next coming weeks, we'll get Goddard back. We'll get Ertz back. Miles will be back. Hopefully the offensive line, get uh, Isaac Semolalu will come back. We'll get a little bit healthier on yep. the line. But Ty, I mean, you know, Deshaun Ooh, uh, is now placed on the IR. So, I mean, I don't think we – there's no reason we need to see Deshaun the rest of the season. I think his days as, the, as an Eagle have – come yeah. to an end that was probably his last game of the season Alshon still is yet to return in the field and at this point there's no reason to have him back now if we go forward the rest of the season with Fulgham Hightower Greg Ward uh who else you got Quez Watkins you'll get Jalen Rager coming back too healthy hopefully 
I mean, this is a young receiving core, and we've harped on how shitty it's been, but this might be our young core going uh, forward with Carson. Now, Ty, if I asked you at the beginning of the season who would have more receiving yards this far into the season, Odell Beckham Jr. or Travis Fulgham? Holy hell. I would probably say, who the hell is Travis Fulgham and what team does he play for, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean – when did he even get on the Eagles? I think it wasn't until – It was the uh, San Francisco game. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so yeah. was that, week three, week four? I think that was uh, week They three. started, yeah, it was week four. Okay, so, yeah, he came, I was right. Okay, he came yeah. in week four. Yeah, he was still on the Lions then, but – Yeah, so he current – crazy slick. I didn't Travis Fogum, 37 targets, 23 catches, 357 yards, and three touchdowns. Odell Beckham, 42 targets – 23 catches, 319 yards, three touchdowns. He practically identical to Odell in less games, too. Well, so, do the Eagles have the next Odell Belkin? <laughs> Just kidding. But Travis Fogel might be dude. a diamond in the rough. And we get oh, yeah. on Howie about his lack of, like, being able to scout play. But, hey, he might have found a diamond in the rough for Travis Fogel. I think you're completely right, Slick. I I think that uh, how we yeah he obviously we've seen you know I mean Jalen Rager we'll see what happens with him we got to give him some time but yeah he's he's had a rough track record but at the end of the day Travis Fulgham I at the, dude I think the only difference with some of those practice guys and the real squads are competence I I think I think that's some sometimes what it is and at this point Carson really has nobody else to throw to so when it comes to that I mean. If Travis Fulgham gets going, he he's an NFL, you know, he's an NFL athlete. Yeah, all those guys are just as gifted. I think it comes down to confidence at the end of the day. And um, when he gets going, he he's pretty he's pretty dangerous out there. Now, I think uh, this game is obviously a bit of more of a setback for him. You know, he's had he had some decent catches. I mean, he should have caught that that one that was thrown across the field by Carson. But you know, whatever. This water under the bridge, like earlier. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day. I think he's going to get a deal with the Eagles, and I think he's deserved it. Oh, he's deserving, and let me tell you, I mean, not to sound greedy, but he'll be cheap, and that's what the Eagles need right now, a cheap young receiver who can hopefully grow with Carson. Uh, and, you know, we still do have Jalen Rager. Hopefully Rager, being our first-round pick, is going to be that guy just because you've, you know, invested your draft capital into that position with Jalen Rager. But, hey, it doesn't hurt to have another one and Greg Ward he will stay on this team as long as he wants because that he's a dog he fights and you know I'm happy with this young receiving core as bad as they were as bad as they might be there's something about them I don't know if it's the fight in them and you know goes back to that old Philly fight underdog but hey this receiving core is something I can get behind hey a slick I got a good analogy for our receiver Okay, and Travis Fulgham are the working man wide receiver. Mm-hmm. They just they, they just have that fight. I love exactly. They're not Alshon. Alshon wins the Super Bowl, gets the contract, and now look at him just straight stealing money from us. Deshaun Jackson, yeah, and Alshon. I think. I mean, we'll, if Alshon comes back, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But if he doesn't come back this year, we have to move on from him. That's yes. my opinion. Yeah. And D Jack. I mean, great Eagle. He his best years of his career were in an Eagles uniform, and they were cut uh, short by Chip. I'll never forget that Mike Vick throw. I even watched that video today. Um, but 
you know, yeah, he's he's stealing money from us. He's a high-valued uh, wide receiver, but he's been hurt the entire season the past two years. So it, it's time to move on. I, I know there's some nostalgia there, but. Yeah, well, Ty, the Eagles will be moving on next week, Sunday night football against the Dallas Cowgirls. I can't wait. It's going to be a hype game. I mean, it's, it's, it's Dallas week, man. We are going into Dallas week, Ty. I'm sure we will be talking a lot about that on next episode of the four for four podcast and get ready ty do your homework because man we are it's our first dallas week podcast and let me tell you my hatred for the dallas cowboys is (laughs) unlike any other so i am looking forward to next week uh hey man we're gonna talk i mean at least i'm gonna talk about my favorite Eagles Cowboys moments go to a little trip down memory lane as we get ready for the boys and yet another NFC East showdown so Ty I don't know if you can hear it but I'm starting to hear the music pumping downstairs seems like they're getting ready to start celebrating Mo's birthday so I'm going to sign off Ty it's been great talking to you and I hope you continue to your to enjoy your time up in Minnesota man Oh yes, okay. I appreciate you, man. This this has been great. I think this is our longest pod. I it was, it was, man. Hey, I, I could keep talking for hours about the Eagles, yeah, man, but we literally could. We, yeah. I know, yeah. You and me, we could talk about the Eagles for for days. But um, tell Mo, I said happy birthday. I hope he hits his fucking his his bets tonight. I uh, I shouldn't have dropped another f bomb. <laughs> I've been I've been sipping a little bit. Don't worry so. about it, Ty. Let's uh, I I uh, I'm gonna shout out the Gophers because uh, my boy Mike Junker, he's a big he's a big Gopher fan as well, and I'm just gonna be a temporary Minnesota fan here. But uh, let's watch some college football night, have fun with Mo, and uh, go Birds, baby. Go Birds, Ty. Enjoy uh, the day tomorrow, watching football, not having to worry about the Birds playing, as we can just <laughs> take it all in. All right, yeah, Ty. it's going to be a fantasy day tomorrow. Yeah, there you go, man. Play some good bets, and uh, hopefully we'll be winners. So, Ty, thank you again, and enjoy Minnesota. All right, brother. Have a good night. Go Birds. Go Birds, baby. Peace. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 4 for 4 podcast. And thank you again to Ty to making some time to talk to us as he continues his work training up there in Minnesota. Please join us on Friday as me and Ty will talk Eagles Cowboys. That is officially Cowboys week in Philadelphia. It's my favorite week of the season. As I mentioned before, the Cowboys are my number one team that I can't stand. And it's my favorite week as I hopefully will watch the birds beat up on the boys come Sunday. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy the football Sunday. Let's hope all your bets sit and we all make some money. Go birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.